Here's what's cooking on today's sports stove, a local hour. We have an absolutely jam-packed show for you tonight. We're talking EKU football with some NFL uh, futures. Uh, we're talking uh, EKU softball, perfect game. That's right. We're talking to Maddie uh, about that. And then we've also got a representative from the EKU women's basketball team going to join us too. Uh, it's a busy show, so let's get to it. That's what's cooking. On today's Sports Stove Local Hour. McKinney looks, steps to the pocket, throws open, receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in. To an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. It is time to join the flavor revolution. And you can do it at RighteousFelon.com. And you can do it affordably with the code STOVE15. That's right. At checkout, type in the code STOVE15, S-T-O-V-E-1-5. And you get 15% off your purchase and some phenomenal beef jerky as well. Uh, so hopefully you've already done that. If not, now is the time i'm vince stover i'm joined as i am every monday night by the one and only ryan jackson uh ryan oh hey just saw you a couple days ago how you doing man for sure you definitely saw me a couple days ago at the the girls game uh, yeah i'm honestly doing pretty good uh just working out for football and having school nothing too crazy I am uh, not working out, uh, <laughs> nor do I have school, um, and I'm pretty happy about both of those things. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, we did. We saw each other uh, on Saturday, EKU women's game. Uh, your dad and mom were there as well, and uh, hanging out courtside and uh, getting to see the ladies in action as well. We're going to talk a lot more about EKU women's basketball a little bit later in the program when we're joined by, I'll tell you, Kara um, Angelis. And uh, excited to have her on the program. Just dropped an article uh, a couple hours ago on bellyupsports.com about EKU women's basketball. Wrote a little a little piece on uh, the need for the community to come out and support those ladies and, uh, and, and maybe the lack thereof so far. Um, so anyways, it's out there, bellyupsports.com, as well as uh, I post it on my social media accounts as well. So you can find it there if you're interested to take a read at some point in time. Uh, did you watch the Super Bowl last night, Ryan? I sure did. I did watch a good amount of it. All right. So what did you what did you take from it? Uh, who were you cheering for? Uh, I was originally cheering for the the Niners just because okay. I didn't want to see Mahomes win. But I, I ultimately always went with the Chiefs because I don't think you could ever vote out Patrick Mahomes in a big game. But my overall thought of it, I thought it was an okay game. It was a good little back and forth. It was slow, but yeah. uh, there was some exciting plays. I think the biggest difference was the the trenches, and I thought that was going to be the big difference in the entire game. I think Chris Jones was an absolute animal for them, and I thought that was a that was a big win for the Chiefs, and to prove that like that they're, they're a top team and they're coached very well. You can tell in the the interviews that they had after that they were well prepared for everything. And it, yeah, it was a, it was a great overall game. You can it, it showed the Chiefs dominance over the conference. I mean, it's a legit dynasty, right? I mean, I, I don't, I don't love dynasties. I'm not, I'm not a Patriots fan. I wasn't a Bulls fan growing up. Um, you know, I, I like to see variety. I like to see new teams in, all that kind of stuff. That being said, I'm a huge Andy Reid fan, um, just from his time in Green Bay, 
and uh, and I just think he's a, he's a fun dude. Uh, so so I like him. But um, you know, I actually watched. I didn't think I was going to watch much of the game and watched the whole thing last night. Stayed up for the whole thing, and uh, it was it was slow, but at the same time, because it was close, it was fun um, as well. And uh, I was cheering for the 49ers also, though, because. <laughs> Like I said, I was I would like to see new storylines at the very right. least. Uh, didn't get much of that, but you're right. I mean, the D line we saw it with Chris Jones, um, just just being there all night long, always disturbing uh, uh, Brock Purdy and things like that. So, um, yeah, it was a uh, it was an interesting game. And uh, but football season is officially over, and we're officially in the in the off season. And the off season brings a lot of fun things, um, including the NFL draft. And Ryan, we're hoping. Uh, in the NFL draft this year to hear some familiar names uh, uh, throughout there. And our first guest today is a name that we're hoping to hear from on draft day. And he's got some exciting news that was presented this week as well. Let's bring him on. He's been on the show before. He's the one and only Josiah Ezrim. Uh, how you doing, Josiah? How you guys doing? I'm doing good. Not as good as you, man. Uh, congrats <laughs> on the latest news that you got the invite to the Combine. Uh, which is phenomenal. Originally, we were trying to get you on to talk about the East-West Shrine game, and uh, and then all of a sudden we get this news, and I'm glad it didn't work out last week, and we can talk to you about this too. Uh, so let's start. Let's start with the off season and your prep for the draft and things like that. And you got the opportunity to participate um, in this uh, in this East-West Shrine game. And uh, what was that experience like? Uh, you know, yeah, like with the East-West Shrine game, you know, obviously you're going against some of like the just the best, you know, players in the country. And it was it was a really, really fun experience, you know. Got to go against guys from all kinds of different schools, you know. Got to meet some for current and former players that are in the league, you know. I, you know, we met – I got to meet Michael Vick last week. I mean, that was insanity. I mean, I, I you know, I, I watched Michael Vick growing up, and, you know, now I'm, I'm getting to, like, you know, listen to him speak to us. You know, uh, had Steve Smith Sr. Speak to, speak to us as well. Uh, you know, got to talk to like, you know, I talked to basically every scout, you know, they were, you know, all asking about me, my upbringing, you know, me switching from D line to offensive line, you know, just my, just trying to understand, get a little like piece about like my knowledge of the game and those, those types of things. It was a really great experience, honestly. How would you say EKU, the staff, the teammates, the time uh, there, help prepare you for for what you were being asked and for the things that you got to do that uh, that weekend? Uh, I think it just overall prepared me, like, you know, just, you know, with the toughness that was instilled uh, in me through, like, Wells, you know, he, you know, he runs a tight shit, tight, uh, tight ship, you know, and, you know, he's always, he's, you know, he's always trying to hold us accountable, you know, I feel like it really helped me, you know, going into the Shrine game, you know, playing under Wells, you know, with the way he runs things and, you know, how he, how, you know, with toughness and all those things, how it helped me, it helped, I feel like it helped me in going into the game. Yeah, of course, while you were at EKU, you really didn't get to go up against a defensive line that was any good. So, um, no, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding, of course. <laughs> no, uh, but talk about this invite to the combine, man. That's a huge deal. Congrats on that. Uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, you know, got the invite uh, not too long ago. And, you know, I'm really, really looking forward, forward to it. You know, I've been preparing for about, about you know, the past month, you know, doing a lot of different, like, speed training, you know, training for the 40, 40 training for the L drill, the 5 10 you know, getting ready for the bench. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the combine. 
what what do you think is gonna uh show out from you at the combine that's gonna kind of maybe set you apart or or at least get eyes on you there uh honestly i really can't uh choose one specific thing because i feel like i honestly have an opportunity to uh, you know, like excel at each each drill, honestly, especially for my position group. So I'm really kind of looking forward to all the all the drills, all the little athletic testing events that we're going to be doing at the combine. What is uh, what what is your forty like? Where do where are you trying to hit on the forty? Uh, I think on a I think on a bad day, I think I can get a five zero or a five one. Okay. But I my goal is to get a four nine. Okay. Now, why do you know why they have offensive linemen run the 40? Because it doesn't seem like it matters. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people say that, but uh, one thing that they do want to see, though, is that first uh, 10 yards, see how fast that you can get off the ball for the offensive line. They actually do uh, pay attention uh, to that. And honestly, like people think like that stuff doesn't matter, but you got to realize like defensive linemen are getting more and more athletic in the league. Like you got, you got, got I mean, you watched the Super Bowl last night, like, Nick Bosa was giving those guys hell off the edge like that. I mean, these those DNs are something serious. I mean, 6'5", 260, 270, some of them even 280, running four sixes off the edge. Like those are those are really athletic dudes. So you gotta have athletic dudes to you know to match that to take you know to keep those guys in check. Yeah. Uh, who are you working out with, uh, and where are you working out at? Uh, I'm working out with uh, Perform uh, in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, they've been the ones that have been, you know, getting me right for the combine and the pro day that's coming up. Nice. Now, are you doing the pro day at EKU? Yes, I am. Okay, and that's in March. Uh, I forget they they gave the date on that uh, a while back, but that's coming up here next month as well. Uh, Rhino, here's your man. Uh, what you got for him? Uh, what's up, Joe? What's, what what it do? See, we I haven't actually got to get on the phone with Joe in a minute. He called me when he called uh talked about Michael Vick. That was crazy. I, I know how excited he is, but uh I gotta ask first off, how's your family and uh how how are they accepting like all this? Because this is a lot of fame out of nowhere, Joe. <laughs> uh I, you know, my family's doing good, you know. Uh, you know, I've been someone that's just kind of quietly went about my work and tried to do the best I could and you know, my dad's been a big supporter, and so has my mom. And to see now, like, all the work that I put in is starting to pay off. You know, it's really exciting for them as well. I mean, you know, my brothers are going to school, tell them, like, yeah, my brother's getting looked at by the NFL and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just all really exciting for all of us in my family. Now, did you grow up as a NFL fan? Like, did you have a team that you cheered for growing up? Uh, actually, I did grow up a uh, fan of uh, the NFL, big fan Football and basketball were kind of like my biggest like loves, but as time went on, like football was the one that just kind of like took over. Uh, I'm definitely not telling y'all who my favorite team is because I don't want the NFL knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will be whoever drafts you. Obviously, yeah. uh, we know we know that changes immediately, uh, which is exciting. Do you? Uh, you know, I mean, you played college ball here in Kentucky. Um, there are some really cold football cities out there: the Buffaloes, the Chicago's, the Green Bay's. Things like that. Um, have you? I mean, I know you don't care if you get drafted. You don't care where it is. You're you're happy to go wherever. Have you thought about just the uh, the possibility of playing, possibly in a in a cool city like Miami versus uh, a colder city like Chicago, Green Bay, New York, whatever? I mean, 
I'm, if I'm being honest, like I was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, so I know what cold is like. I played high school football games where it was 10, 10 degrees outside, snowing, and you couldn't feel your toes and couldn't feel your hands. And I had to have hand warmers and double and triple socks and long sleeves. I I, I already know what it feels like, so it's not going to be really anything new to me. Yeah. What, what do you think's your best fit? Is it right tackle um, or is it inside? What, what do you think is the best thing for you? Uh, I think right now probably it would definitely be right tackle. But, uh, I mean, I feel like, you know, as with all the O-line training I've been doing right now, I feel like I can be a guy that can honestly play anywhere on the offensive line. And did you get that chance at the East-West Shrine game? Did that matter? Did they give you opportunity to move around different spots? Yeah, when I was at the Shrine game, you know, I was playing some left tackles. Well, I actually played left tackle during the game, yeah. uh, and I didn't I didn't really do that much right tackle during the game. I, also, I did do some right tackle while I was in practice. So, you know, I definitely got some work on both sides in the offensive line. All right, so tell us what the schedule looks like now because you got the pro day coming up uh, towards the end of March. You've got uh, the combine. When is the combine? Uh, the combine is going to be the first week of March. Okay, so that's first. That's the next thing on the schedule? Yep. All right. So, I mean, is it four hours a day, eight hours a day? Like, wh- how much time are you putting into that right now? Uh, honestly, I'm putting right around like probably like maybe six hours a day. I mean, you know, we with all this training we got going on, I mean, you wake up in the morning, you got you got probably like your your position work, and if it's not position work, you're doing like working on running on running the forty, doing that for probably an hour to an hour and a half. Maybe a little break in between, you know, get your lifting, probably do that for about another hour and a half. And then, you know, we're seeing the chiropractor. We got swim workouts that we're doing, you know, getting per- stretched stretch out personally. If not that, you know, you're seeing the orthopedic doctor and they're trying to, you know, maybe loosen up a part of the body that needs to get loosened up. I mean, you know, we'll probably go from like eight in the morning and then, you know, you probably be done with your day around like four o'clock, honestly. Have you talked with the guys that last year had the opportunity to be, whether it's Matt down in Tennessee, uh, TK, you had a couple of guys that were on the team uh, that you played with that are had opportunities with the NFL last year. Have you talked with them at all just about expectations and, and things like that? Uh, you know, not really. I haven't really gotten the chance uh, to talk to them about that. I'm probably going to talk to them about it real soon. You know, I know they were kind of, you know, just still focused on, you know, finishing up their season and whatever. And, you know, I kind of been, you know, locked in on, you know, the Shrine Bowl and locked into the training and now kind of like shifting my focus to the uh, to the combine as well. So, you know, there's been a lot a lot of things, different things that have been going on. But uh, I know like I, I know if I ever wanted to like ever reach out to them, I know they would always be willing to like, you know, just help me out and, you know, give me some advice about the whole process, honestly. I mean, you've talked about your transition before from from defensive side to the offensive side. But it really was a, an incredibly fast rise for you. I mean, you went from you went from from you know a backup on the defensive line to a starter on the offensive line very quickly. And next thing you know, I mean, you know, Peyton was getting all the and he still gets the accolades there on the offensive line. And uh, and then you kind of snuck in, and next thing you know, now you're going to the combine. Like, what is it um, that? How were you able to transition that quickly to to where you are right now? getting ready, a high chance of getting an NFL opportunity? Uh, I would have to say, honestly, you know, I'd have to give the credit to, you know, uh, Losey. You know, he was the one that kind of, like, 
was the one that got me to this point. You know, when I remember the first time I sat down with him, he told me like, listen, man, I've been wanting you to play offensive line uh, since like I first saw you, you know, and I feel, and if, you know, if you stick with me, like I'm going to get you to a place that you're, you're going to like. And, you know, I stuck with him through thick and thin and, you know, here we are now, you know, Man, it's incredible, and I just I'm I'm so happy for you. I don't know you like like Ryan knows you. I mean, we just talked on the show a couple times, uh, but I'm so ecstatic for you, man. I think this is a real cool opportunity. Um, you know, obviously it brings publicity to the university, so they love that as well. But you can just tell everybody's cheering for you, um, the coaching staff, the players, um, the university as a whole. It's just it's exciting to see someone that we got to cheer on on Saturdays um, now has a, a, an amazing opportunity and. Looks to be headed towards Sundays here very, very shortly as well. Have you been given um, – I know like when you talk to scouts, they kind of give you an idea of uh, – I think last year I was told that you were a sixth-round grade coming into the season this year. Um, have you been Have you been told kind of what the expectation is at this point? I mean, yeah, I've been kind of told like the same things, but I haven't really heard too much. I'll probably start hearing more of that, you know, in the later week, weeks, but – I don't really pay attention to all that because, you know, like at the end of the day, like you could be the first rounder, seventh rounder, undrafted free agent. The the whole goal is to get there. And then once you get there, the thing is to make sure that you stay there as long as possible. I mean, you could be a first rounder and be out of the league in three years and undrafted and playing league for 15. You know, it's all up to what you do when you get there. Man, you got the right attitude, Joe. All right, Rhino, what else you got for him? Uh, I I don't really have any more questions. I just need to take credit for also helping Josiah's development. Uh, uh-huh. Josiah would have never got moved to tackle if it wasn't for me. I'm just getting that out of the way. But we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. Uh, <laughs> honestly, Joe, super proud of you, bro. Like you know how I feel. Well, everybody back here is super excited for you because like you were, you were that passion. You were that spark we needed. Like when we needed to get lifted up out of a, a rut, you was always there with a smile, bro. Like. Yeah. You was always the first guy there to cheer us up, whether whether we wanted it or not, Joe. I'm not going to lie. not. He was there, and you always be there, and that's what I've always respected you as a teammate for, that you've always been there. Yeah. Thank I just you. want to say that if I had stayed in, if I had stayed in nose guard, I would be the one starting and not you. Because <laughs> that next year I was a whole lot stronger. I just had to learn a new position. Right, right, right. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. Right. Um <laughs> Josiah, give some advice to young people out there, uh, high school football players um, or any athlete, any high school athlete right now. Um, because can you imagine when you were a junior in high school, can you imagine sitting where you are right now? I mean, honestly, when you th- when I think about it, it's just crazy to believe. I remember like when I was in high school, you know, me and all my friends in high school, we used to all joke around. I was like, hey, like, you know, Joe, if you ever make it to the league, like, let me be your agent or, you know, be one of your roadies or whatever. We kind of used to just like, just like kind of like dream and laugh about it. Like to now, like now it's honestly going to be like a, uh, an actual, it's actually going to happen. It's like, it's, it's really just surreal, honestly. So what advice do you have for the high school athlete out there right now? That's, you know, they have the goal. Um, what advice would you give to them? Uh, I would, uh, first thing, thing I would tell them is go where you're wanted. You know, everyone sometimes gets caught up in going to the big schools, you know, they want to play for the big P5 schools and get all the notoriety, but honestly, you need to play, I mean, which I don't think is wrong. I mean, it's not wrong. I mean, you, you, if you have dreams, go, go shoot for them. But I, I would tell them to, you know, go where you're wanted and 
to no matter what it is, no matter what you're doing, always stay the course. You know, there's going to be good moments and there's going to be bad moments when it comes to sports. Not every day is going to be a great day. I can I can tell you that firsthand, but from firsthand experience. But so long as you know what the goal is and you stay focused on it, you'll get to wherever you want to go. Man, that's awesome. Uh, I'll tell you the same thing I told Matt uh, Jackson when he was when he was uh, headed off. Don't forget about us. All right, <laughs> don't, don't don't be too big for us. Come back and say hi sometime or another. Uh, but man, we're so happy for you uh, and proud of you. Uh, good luck the rest of the way uh, with all your stuff going on with the uh, the combine coming up and the pro day and the draft and all that's ahead for you. We, we are so happy for you. Uh, so congrats and good luck the rest of the way, man. Appreciate y'all. All right, not a problem. Josiah Ezrim uh, of EKU football, soon to be of the NFL. Man, that's wild. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about perfection uh, from EKU softball pitcher Matty Ruton. That's what's coming up after this quick word from Righteous Felon Jerky. Say hello to America's most wanted craft beef jerky. Over 15 flavors with all kinds of character. The number one jerky gift box and all-natural black Angus quality made right here in the U.S. of A. Taste the flavor revolution at RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15 at checkout. That's RighteousFelon.com. Promo code STOVE15 at checkout. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Again, use that code STOVE15 at checkout for 15% off your purchase at RighteousFelon.com. Uh, it is mid-February, and most people don't think about being out playing sports on the diamond, uh, but it's happening, and EKU Softball already has quite the story to tell, and it's as a result of our next guest and first appearance on this show, DKU softball pitcher, Maddie Rutan. Hey, Maddie, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How about you? Doing very good. I'm going to see if we can turn you up just a little bit here uh, so we can hear you properly. All right. Uh, well, listen, first of all, welcome to Richmond. And uh, what, what a way to make your presence known. Your debut uh, is a perfect game, not just a no-hitter, not just a really good game, but a perfect game. Tell us about the experience of your first college start and it going so well? Man, it was just, I don't know, it was just crazy. Um, I was just super, super excited to get the start. And, you know, after getting that news, you're all amped up, you're all excited and everything. And, you know, I just had to calm myself down going through the game. But, you know, it's all, I give it all to my teammates, you know, my teammates, my coaches who got me to this point. And, you know, you just got to keep going through that moment. And, um, believe it or not, I just made it there. It was just so exciting. I just don't know what else to say. Yeah, I mean, so you're already 2-0, and by the way. Uh, so that's a good way to start out the college career. Not just the perfect game, but getting two wins to get things going. Um, now, I'm not going to lie. I did not watch the game uh, as it was going on. And so tell us a little bit about just the way that it goes, because obviously it's not just striking everybody out. You do have to depend on your teammates as well to come through for you. And uh, I mean, just yeah. talk through that process of the game and, you know, through the couple first couple innings. I mean, when did you start? Did it start hitting you like, hey, this is a legit possibility to throw a perfect game? <laughs> um, yeah. So the first inning, you know, it was going good and everything. Um, my defense was making good plays behind me. And 
you know, there was a few pitches that I missed my spot on. I'm like, oh, but my defense has got my back. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, but it was around the fifth or I think my, maybe the fifth inning that started hitting me like, man, I'm, I could throw a perfect game. But, you know, you just got to keep your mindset on it. You know, you can't just think about the perfect game. You got to think about, you know, getting the outs and stuff that you need and how your team's going to defend you and how your team's going to help you out in that situation. You know, you can't think about the outcome right now, away. Now, I know, like, in Major League Baseball, the, the thing is, if a pitcher's on, like, if a pitcher's hot, you don't talk mm -hmm. to them, you don't, you don't look at them, you know, you just let them be. What's it like for you? Is it, is it, uh, is it business as normal after each inning? Or, uh, or is there a point where people start thinking, well, we don't want to mess up any juju here, uh, so we're going to leave <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it's obviously business, but um, uh, I don't know what to say. I, um, you know, I'm just a cool collective person and being in that moment, I'm just trying to be as chill as possible, chill as I can. So talking to my friends and being hype and cheering everybody else on is kind of my mojo. I don't, I don't need anything else. You know, I don't, I love talking to people and my teammates being there is just um, a boost. So I don't need to be left alone or anything. Um I just love my teammates being there and having my back. Now, I I haven't looked this up. So is this the first perfect game you've ever thrown? Um, no, it's not. I believe it's the second or third one I've thrown. Wow. Okay. So so nothing new. Just just normal, normal bat Maddie business <laughs> right here. She's gonna go out there and toss perfect games on a regular basis. <laughs> we're, we're expecting it every time out now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course. Um, Ryan, I'll let you ask a question too, and I've got I've got more for Maddie when you're done. I, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta ask throughout throughout the game, like, what's your process like when when you go up to the mound? Is there a certain way you have to set up? Is there a certain is there a, a rhythm you have to get into? Because how how do you go a whole game like perfect? <laughs> have to have some type of system. Um, first of all, I just I try not to think about it because um, that could screw you up in the end, like getting too excited and getting too high. You just need to stay on that monotone level um, and cool, calm, and collective. And, but I do have a rhythm where I pitch. So I grab a piece of dirt and I wipe it off and I step on the mound and get my sign and I just go from there. Um, but that's always my rhythm. I always grab a piece of dirt or a piece of chalk. Um, that's always my rhythm. And if I get out of my rhythm, you know, it might not be the same. <laughs> Now, tell us a little about you, because we, we got to get to know you are a freshman. You come from Columbus, Indiana. And uh, I mean, what, what was your upbringing like? Was it always Columbus, Indiana? Um, yeah, I've always lived in Columbus, Indiana, growing up kind of in a smaller town. Um, I don't know, went to high school like everybody else, but I started to get my name a little bit bigger um, through high school. And I always, play, I always pitched. I was played. Um, I was hit. I was played middle infield. And, um, yeah, just being around my family is um, one of the things I love, being around my friends. Um, that's just me. Yeah, and then how how did you get the EKU? It's not too horribly far away from Columbus, Indiana. Um, but, but what was the path that ended up leading you here? Yeah, actually, one of my friends was um, interested in EKU before I was, and she wanted to go for criminal justice. And I was like, man, I want to go for criminal justice too. You know, EKU has a great program. So I looked into it. I went to a, um, a visit, just a school visit, and I loved it. So I was like, maybe let's go to a few camps. So I went to a few camps, and I loved it. And I loved the coaches, loved the players. 
and I just kept coming and coach came to my games and stuff. And then recruiting season came around and my name was already out there to EKU. So that's, this is my home. Nice. Now the bio says that you pitched, uh, let's see, 188 strikeouts and a 0.59 ERA um, to go with a 0.538 batting average, by the way. Um, And uh, so you said you've always pitched. And you've always liked pitching. You've obviously been very good at pitching. Um, but, I mean, getting a big hit is a fun thing to do, too. And you've obviously done that also. So, um, as much as you love pitching, is there anything better than a big hit? Or do you like the strikeouts or something else um, more? Mm, honestly, that's a hard question. I like I like pitching probably the most. I like the strikeouts. I like the adrenaline rush. And I like, um, you know, hitting – Hitting's fun and all, but I, I don't know. I just get more of a rush with pitching and being with my girls on the field and having them just have my back is just, you know, amazing. And the culture we have on this team is easy to do, so it makes it easy. What's your uh, pitching repertoire? What, what what pitches do you have? Uh, I have a changeup, rise ball, curveball, and screwball. Okay. So I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Joe Clancy when he came on, the EKU baseball pitcher. If Ryan steps in the batter's box and you throw on him 10 pitches, how many of those pitches is Ryan going to make contact on? Um, has Ryan played baseball before? Yes. Yeah. Yes, but it was what, eighth grade, sixth grade, hey, something like hey, that? It was like sophomore year of high school. Okay, <laughs> sophomore year of high school. Been a, um, and you got to remember, Ryan's about 32 now, so uh, <laughs> not quite that far. But it's been, what, about a decade probably, right, Ryan? Was yeah, somewhere in that. I'd say, yeah. I'd say he made contact with one or two or less. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, that's better than what Joe said. So. Yeah, Joe said no <laughs> chance, no chance at all. And Joe has a riser. It's a different than a softball riser, of course. Yeah. Uh, but same idea of the riser, and he's got the the high heat and all that good stuff. So, um, I, I'm intrigued by this. We're gonna try to work something out at some point to get Ryan out there, let you guys hit him around a little bit. But um, for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the season a little bit. You guys are, are in it now, of course. Um, you guys started this past week. You're 4-0 and already. Um, you started on February 8th, actually, so let me make sure that's clear. Um, mm-hmm. You guys, you started off winning 9-0, 5-0, then 7-2 against Robert Morris, and 4-3 mm-hmm. against George Mason. Um, what have you seen so far, just the difference between high school-level softball and college-level softball? Man, there there is so much. Um, everybody I've learned, everybody is at your level, if not better. And you have to realize that as a player and um, go from there. But, you know, people are going to know who you are. People are going to know your weaknesses um, versus in high school. People might not have known your weakness or your strength, so they didn't know how to pitch you. But now everyone knows, you know, you're videoed everywhere and everyone knows so you have to take account into that and you're not going to be perfect every time so i've just had to learn um that throughout the games that i've played and it's just at a different level at a different competing level and um it's just so different but it's it's the same game that you've played your whole life so you just have to remember that as well and just um do your best and that's all you can do uh now you guys are going down to tennessee or excuse me alabama uh, for an yes. invitational. So you've got five games coming up in Mobile. What's it like? Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I, I apologize for the ignorance, my softball ignorance, but 
Um, what's it like as far as your time off? Um, how many, how much time do you need to rest before you go out and pitch again? Um, you know, I took today off. We had the opportunity to pitch. I did a few spins, but I didn't fully pitch. Um, but normally I, I'm pretty good. Like I don't need a whole lot of rest or anything, maybe a day or, you know, a few hours after I pitch or whatever. But, um, normally I'm pretty good. I normally don't get way too tight. And even if I'm a little tighter, I tend to still, you know, have all my stuff. The softball, do they do like pitch count stuff or is it just kind of go until plus your time to come out? Well, it, it's pretty much um, dependent on the coaches, um, how much they want to pitch you. But softball doesn't have a pitch count. Uh, we got a comment from Ryan's dad. He says Ryan has zero chance versus <laughs> Rice ball is outstanding. So there you go. Uh, oh, I so appreciate that. The doubters. The, Ryan has doubters. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> so there. All right, let's talk about your schedule, though. Like I said, you're going to Alabama for five games. Uh, you'll play North Illinois, Northern Illinois, Central Michigan twice, South Alabama, and UAB while you're down there. Then you go out to Utah for a series. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ryan went to Utah this year. I, I would think February Utah is not, not super warm, um, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. I've never been to Utah, so I don't know. Um, have you been out, out west before? I, I haven't been to Utah, but I've been out west before. Okay. Um, are you excited about that opportunity to go out there and, and see, see a new state and see some new teams? I am. It's also where our coach is from. So I'm excited for her for that as well. Um, I'm just excited to play different competition and, you know, see new places, be on different fields. We also have a comment coming in from Jennifer Duncan. Change up is deathly. All right. So tell <laughs> us, uh, what is it that makes, that makes the, uh, the, the change up so magical? Um, I don't know. I just throw it like every other pitch that I have. Um, I turn my hand over um, behind my back um, a little sooner. So that creates the um, speed different differential. <laughs> and um, besides that, I just um, try to go hard and finish. Um, but besides that, um, there's not much else to it. I know you guys will be armed with work. Yeah. You guys will be back in Richmond March the 1st. You actually got uh, a few, several games there between March the 1st, mm -hmm. 2nd, and 3rd. Um, and then you also host Virginia Tech on March the 6th at home as well. So you guys have a, a fairly long homestand once you get through February. Uh, you got a series against Central Connecticut there also. So, um, so it's coming and it's coming quickly. And uh, like I said, man, you've just, you just jumped onto the scene. Now everybody in Richmond knows who you are. And, uh, and I'm sure the A-Sun is, uh, is getting word very quickly as well. Uh, by the time you get to A-Sun play, uh, everyone's going to know Maddie Rutan and who she is for sure. So, Maddie, well, Ryan, anything else for Maddie? No, this, is, this has been awesome. All right. So, Maddie, welcome. Like I said, um, congrats on the great start. And uh, good luck the rest of the way. Uh, it's it's uh, it's awesome the way that you've been able to just launch here in your first couple, couple attempts. And uh, we're excited to see where it goes the rest of the season. So, Thanks for spending some time with us, Maddie, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you so much. I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Maddie Rutan from EKU Softball. Um, uh, it's, it's looking like it's going to be quite the fun year uh, out there at the softball field for EKU. It's exciting to see uh, what's going on there. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking EKU women's basketball 
uh, with a star, one of the stars of the week uh, this week. So we're excited to talk about that when we come back. But first, a quick word from our friends at IPM Pest and Termite. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer and IPM Pest and termite today at myipm.com. That's myipm.com. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. And I have been telling you all year long, these EKU ladies uh, need our support and they have earned our support. And uh, they're such a fun team to watch. I got to go watch them twice this past week. Uh, and my family got to come along as well, which was awesome. Our next guest is uh, one of the ladies that we haven't had on the show yet. So the first time that we've been able to have her on the show, she's EKU guard. Altea Kara Angelis uh, joins the program now. How you doing, Tay? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Doing very good. We just chatted on Thursday after the game briefly, and uh, it's been a fun week for you guys. Uh, you guys came in and uh, dominated Thursday night and then had a close one on Saturday night. And I guess I've already asked you this question and a couple of other ladies on your team this question, but um, where you are in the season, how do you feel you guys are sitting right now? You're right where you need to be. Um, obviously, everybody would say there's room to grow, but do you feel like you guys are in a good spot right now heading into this final stretch of the season? I mean, obviously, like you said, there's always room to grow for every team. And I think we had a tough start in our conference, you know, starting zero and two, but I think we really picked it up. And then obviously had a tough loss um, against them and FGCU. But I think right now we're on the right track with like two wins last weekend and then heading on to a road trip this week. I think we're, re- we're in a really good position for our team, like in terms of energy and like going into a, an away trip. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to watch. And one of the things that I've commented a lot about this year is the depth that you guys have on your team, which Coach Todd and his staff, haven't had that luxury necessarily as much in the previous couple seasons. And so even when people get a little banged up, uh, we saw Antoinette, I think, get hit in the eye at one point, and she was out for a little bit. She did come back and play. Um, we saw um, Caitlin, she she was sick or something on Thursday night and missed basically the second half. And when you're, lo- when you're down a person, you've got people who can step up, and Thursday was your night. I mean, you had the opportunity – you were given the minutes, and uh, you made the most of them. I think it was 14 points, if I remember correctly, and uh, got to play a lot in that game especially. And it seems like Coach brings you in when he wants someone fast, and uh, you've, you've got some speed to you, Tay. Uh, yeah, no, I try. I mean, I'm not the fastest on the team, but I think I'm one of the fastest, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, now let's talk about your upbringing a little bit because uh, this is your first year at EKU. And although I've got to see you play basketball a lot, I haven't had a chance to talk with you. So you're from Australia. Um, you played high school ball in Australia as well. Then you came and went to Lamar uh, Community College for a couple of years, Old Dominion last year um, or the 22-23 season, and now EKU. So talk about that journey along the way, both coming to the States and uh, just that transition and then the from college to college to where you are now. What What did you learn along the way, I guess? Um, I think, well, for one, like, like I did 
when I was growing up, I always thought about playing basketball in the U.S. But I think like when the moment came, like I was in a senior in high school and I graduated, like I was focused on like just going to university in the, in Australia. And then I guess one of my old coaches kind of like just came up, to, like messaged me and was just making sure that like I didn't want to miss out on an opportunity of going to the U.S. And honestly, I was just like, you know, well, why not? So I decided to give it a go, which is how I ended up at Lamar Community College. And I spent like from where I am in Australia, like I'm from a bigger city to where like small town country, Lamar. So it was a very big transition, especially knowing that I had to travel across the world and like go there and be by myself straight out of high school, basically. And it was it was quite the experience, I'd have to say, like just being alone and somewhere I'm not used to having to get to know a whole new, like, like just basically kind of just start my whole life over just at 18. And um, I think my development at Lamar was really good. because I think like all through growing up, I was playing like point guard, but there I was able to like become more of a scorer and like I worked on my shot more my perimeter shot more so I think that really helped me um and then that's like I enjoyed it so I ended up staying in the year and it was like just focused on like playing my game and everything and hopefully transferring to a d1 school which is where I got to um Old Dominion University and I think that big transition from like a G college to a d1 college was like like that was huge because you could also see the difference in level of competition and like how more um, like in demand, like the practices and like everything was just because you're playing at that next level. So that was really a lot for me. And I think it took a bit for me to adjust because I know that's not how, like that's not how usually we do it in Australia. Like we, this but it's not like, it's not like how in college basketball, like you're practicing every day, you know, you're going on road trips you're lifting weights and all of that. Like, I think that's, it's really your job. And then um, I think like I had, I enjoyed it at Old Old Dominion, but I think just wasn't the right spot for me. Like as much as I did enjoy it there, I think there was somewhere, somewhere out there. I, I knew I could fit in much better. And I think that's where I found like EKU, and I was really happy, like when I committed and I, coming here, like enjoy the people, I enjoy the um, town, and like just being on court with the coaches and with my teammates. I think like I found myself, and I'm more myself here at EKU, which I really enjoy. Is it is it kind of nice? I mean, I, I'm not sure what your teammates look like at Lamar and Old Dominion, but here you've got Aliche, who went through some similar transitions to you. Now, obviously, you've been several years now, so you've had a chance to kind of get used to it, I suppose. Um, but then you have someone who's kind of had some similar experience to you of coming over, um, you know, adapting to the States and things like that as well. Um, are you guys able to kind of connect with that similar background? Yeah, we do. And I think like, cause I've had international students in class at my junior college and at Old Dominion. And like, that is something that I've noticed. I've been able to connect with the other internationals and relate to them because like like you said, they've been they're going through the exact same thing as I am, like traveling away from home, a completely different country. And I think something harder for them is that 
English isn't their first language, whereas mine is. So I think that's obviously a, a more difficult transition for them. But like, it's it's a lot easier to adjust when you know you have people that can relate to you. Yeah. Have your parents been able to come over and watch you play? Uh, no, they haven't. Um, they've thought about it, but it's just obviously with like the lifestyle and, you know, work and like just life in general. It's just hard to get here and it's, it's really difficult to find the time. But they're always cheering me on like they if they can't watch the game live or they're looking at the live stats or if not, like they're asleep while I'm playing, like they wake up. And, look up the stats or they message me and like I tell them about the game and like they they're my best supporters and they do their best to keep up with what what I'm doing and all the games even though they can't watch every single one of them yeah and I don't want to I don't want to drudge it on here I I'm always curious though I know it I know it's not an easy task um and you mentioned that you know when you first came over being alone 18 and even though you're a few years older now, I'm, I'm sure it's not super easy still. And uh, how has, um, at each stop, how has your teammates and those around you been able to kind of, I don't know, take you in and help you out during holidays and, and stuff like that? I mean, have you been able to go home at all throughout these few years? Um, yeah, every summer I, I've gone home, but although it's winter back home in Australia, but <laughs> during, I think hardest part for me is like during the Christmas break. So like we don't, obviously we don't, for basketball, we don't get a long break. So I think my first year, like I have an auntie here. So I went over there and spent Christmas with her. And then um, I think there was another, oh, last year I went to New York for Christmas with one of my um, teammates that I met in my JUCO. And then this year, um, one of my, Bridget Fox, she invited me back home with her and I spent Christmas with her this year. So that was nice. really nice. And I think everyone's just been really inviting. Yeah. Uh, all right, Rhino, what you got for Tate? Uh, first off, welcome to Richmond. Uh, I uh, hope you, you like everything about it with the culture and the people. <laughs> it's a great place. Uh, but the, the question I have with all our very various food options, wh which one has been your favorite? food place so far my favorite food oh that's difficult well personally here in richmond mm. i would say brady's i think the top choice so here in richmond but i think like just overall like the places i've been to um it's like a philly cheese steak place called charlie's i, yeah. I enjoy i like that and then Honestly, I like Chipotle as well a lot, too. I think those would have to be, like, my top choices. Now, again, I've said this with Maddie in the previous interview. Pardon my ignorance, but um, I've never been to Australia. It's a place that I've always wanted to go. Uh, it's a place that's always just intrigued me from as a kid when you think about the animals that you assume everyone sees all the time. Um, but just the the place itself, is I to me, it's one of the countries I really, really want to go to. How different is Australia from from the states in general? I think, I mean, in terms, oh, uh, personally, I feel like it's the country that's most similar to Australia, because like, where it's we're both English speaking countries, like it's a very multicultural in both countries. So I think like that's very similar. I think that your cult, like the college life and like your how high school is, 
because like I've been on social media and then like I've been to obviously being in college I've been to games and I've been to like I've seen high school games and everything and I think just the community you guys have especially during your sports like that's not how it is in Australia like especially during school and university like we don't really like, like there is sports in schools but it's not as big it's not really that big compared to how it is here so I'd say that's one of the biggest differences I notice between the two countries yeah. like it's just how the whole school gets gets on to like the games and make it there and we'll be cheering and everything like that's definitely not how it is in Australia interesting okay cool all right now let's talk about your road trip coming up you guys got North Alabama then Central Arkansas, and Ryan can tell you all about Central Arkansas. Um, and then you got a game uh, at Chicago State as well. Um, so, uh, you know, it's been a, a little while, well, especially since you've had a three-game road trip. I don't know that you've had one of those uh, since early January. Um, so, you know, you've had a couple home games. Now you guys go back on the road. What kind of test do you think you're in for with North Alabama and Central Arkansas? I mean – like we've played them already and we won both games. So obviously they're looking to um, come back at us and get their revenge. So I think that's obviously going to be tough because we're in their their home courts. And like my coaches always say, like, it's hard to win. And it's even hard to win on the road. So I think like now is really a time for us to lock in and stay focused and hopefully come out with the win both games. Now, are you guys – are you guys coming back at all on this trip or are you just making the whole round trip all the way down Alabama, Arkansas, and then up to Illinois? I'm pretty sure we come back after our game on okay. Saturday night and then we leave again on Monday. I'm not sure what time on Monday, but yeah, we're back basically one day and then we leave again. Okay. <laughs> A fun time. Is it all on the bus or do you guys fly at all? I'm not actually sure if we're flying to Chicago or not. I think we might be driving. But okay. I'm too sure about that. Yeah, you just you just know when to show up and where and, and, and everything yeah, else. Just so tell fun. me where to be and I'll be there and that's about it. All right. Now you guys have five um conference games left in the regular season. Um you guys are seven and four in the conference right now. You're right there at the at the top half of the conference. Um you had a phenomenal um non-conference year this year as well. Um, I mean, five games left in the conference, though. So you're now you're there, like right. This is it. This is what it all comes down to. Um, you're getting ready for the A Sun tournament, and uh, and hopefully uh, the NCAA tournament after that. Um, how do you think the schedule has helped you guys prepare for the postseason? Because you guys played Utah earlier in the year, Tennessee as well. Chattanooga was a tough game. Um, how do you think those those games have helped you guys prepare for the postseason aspect of this season? I think they've really been beneficial to us. Like, especially, I think at the time when we played Utah, they were ranked four in the nation at the point. And I think playing them, like, you learn a lot from playing those top teams. And then you also, you, like, learn a lot how they play, learn a lot about how you play. And then, like, coming against Tennessee in chat, like, obviously we are hoping maybe to get a win against any either of those teams, but... Um, unlucky, like we sadly didn't, but we definitely, when we came across it, like we learned from it, and like hopefully, I think all three of those games will come in and help us big coming into the end of conference and heading into the postseason. Well, I mean, the fact that you guys hung right with Tennessee the whole game, 
um, is a feat. And it shows you exactly what this team was early in the year. And you guys are stronger now than you were then. I'm <laughs> having Caitlin uh, now there. You've got people healthier. I know there's still some health issues there um, as well. But um, it's exciting. I mean, I just, I'm telling you, Tay, I have tried and tried and tried to tell everyone, like, they got to come out and watch you guys. You guys are so fun to watch. Um, it's every chance I get, I'm there. And uh, I just think you guys are a phenomenal basketball team and so worthy of the support of the community. I'm really hoping these last three home games that you guys have, um, the community comes out and uh, I'll actually be in Tennessee for, I think for two of them, but, uh, uh, but I'm hoping that the community comes out and cheers you guys on. Cause what you guys have put together this year, you and your teammates, the coaching staff, it is well worth uh, the investment of the community to come out and cheer you guys on. I want to make sure, you know, um that we've got your back uh and uh, we're cheering you on we're excited about what's ahead for you guys as well uh ryan anything else for tay uh nothing else but i i agree with your statement we we need to get more people at these these girls games i sitting courtside for the first time that was the most exciting basketball i've ever watched because not only do they have great energy they're, they're scrappy like they yeah they play really hard and they play for each other and it, it's great to watch and y'all's team is awesome it's it's awesome coming from another so watching y'all compete with each other that's great thank you all right so the last three home games it's uh saturday the february 24th thursday the 29th and saturday the second that's bellerman austin p and lipscomb uh, are the three last home games and that'll close out the regular season uh before that though they've got three road games uh two of those conference games north alabama and central arkansas and then up to chicago state which uh coach todd mentioned and reminded that's up in uh, Mari's neck of the woods where Antoinette Walker's from. And uh, so excited for her to get get some uh, um, friends and family around, I'm sure, at that game too. But um, I'll tell you, we really do appreciate you taking some time to chat with us tonight. You're a real fun interview and uh, excited for you and excited for the team and looking forward to what's ahead for you guys. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This, was, this has, been, has been fun. I've enjoyed it. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Again, thanks for coming on. That's Altea Kara Angelis from the EKU women's basketball team. We're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, we'll round out the show. But first, a word from All Around Roofing. Does the exterior of your home need a facelift? All Around Roofing has you covered. All Around Roofing is a veteran-owned company servicing Madison County and Central Kentucky. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, sidings, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and so much more. All Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Go visit allaroundroofingky.com. That's allaroundroofingky.com for more information. All right, welcome back into the show, uh, the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. A couple quick thoughts before we go. First of all, EKU men still rolling 9-2 and two in the conference their season as well is winding down. They play Chicago State at home this Wednesday. Uh, then they're on the road Saturday at Bellarmine. Then they'll have two straight home games, followed by two straight road games to round out the year. They've already clinched their spot in the A-Sun, uh, so in the A-Sun tournament, so we know they're playing there. And, of course, all eyes are on March Madness ultimately for this team. That's the expectation for this year. And so as much as we've been pushing support these girls, uh, we think you should support the guys, too. We're not saying don't support the guys, although more of you have come out and supported the guys than the girls. So um, so we may not need to tell people as much. But nonetheless, we are pro-EKU sports. Uh, so come out and support all the teams uh, there. EKU baseball uh, kicks off this week as well. 
They've got a series down at Auburn to start off their season. I believe it's on the 16th is their first game of the season. So they'll they'll uh, get going this week. We'll continue to get EKU baseball players on throughout the year also. And, uh, and I will be at uh, several uh, of the EKU baseball games throughout the year. It's one of our favorite things to do as a family. So uh, we will be there also. But uh, like I said, we support all the, all the teams, even though we don't have all the athletes on and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, um, you know, our guests tonight were fun. Uh, Josiah, obviously, Ryan, you know Josiah really, really well. He's a good interview. He's fun, fun to talk to, but just to know where he's getting, because he's doing something that, you know, you know, Matt played in the NFL all, all season last season, um, but he didn't have these opportunities. And uh, so Josiah's getting to do some things that haven't been done for a while by an EKU athlete. So that's pretty cool and fun to, fun to chat with him. Um, and then Maddie, I mean, my goodness, a freshman, first game, a perfect game. It's, it's ridiculous. Um <laughs> she was a fun, she was a fun conversation also. And then I'll tell you, I tell you, you know, it's funny. Um, we've talked to a lot of girls on the team, almost all the girls on the team we've talked to this year at some point and um, got a chance to interview or talk to Altea at the press conference on Thursday and uh, just had a phenomenal game Thursday night. And, uh, and she's just an important piece. She, she comes off the bench, um, but she continues to bring fire every time she comes on the court. And uh, it's just this is such a fun team to watch. Uh, man, I just I can't say it enough. People got to come out and cheer them on. Um, like I said, I'm going to be out of town for two of their last three games. I'm hoping to make the third one. Um, but uh, I've been to six games so far this year, six out of the ten that they've played at home, and uh, and hoping to make at least one more before it's all said and done from there. But fun show tonight, Ryan. Uh, I think I think this was a, a good good thing to do on a Monday night. What do you think? Yeah, I always love the little shows. I, I think it's a good good way to expose like EKU sports, like the, the inside of it. And you guys get to really hear how, how we feel, how we go throughout life, how we interact with other teams. And uh, I, I've always thought this show is a great, uh, great outlet for us to represent ourselves and us to, to show in a, in a safe environment to show how we really, how we really came up or people get to know us in the community. <laughs> and that's the goal for sure. And I, I'm glad to hear that you think we're accomplishing it. Um, we thank we thank all our listeners. We had a good crowd tonight in the live portion of the show. If you missed any part of the show, you can go back and check it out on YouTube where you're watching now, or you can catch the audio version. It'll be out later tonight wherever you get your podcast, the Sports Dope Podcast. It'll be posted on there as well. Uh, I want to remind people, Righteous Felon Jerky, you go to RighteousFelon.com, use the code STOVE15 at checkout for 15% off your purchase. If you're local here, uh, IPM Pest and Termite and All Around Roofing take care of your uh, your house in different ways. But uh, both great companies, locally owned and operated, and uh, and have been supporting this show now for a couple of years. And so we appreciate them and would encourage you, if you're local, uh, to reach out to them if you have needs that they can help you with. Uh, follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram. We're at Sports Stove. Shout out to... Uh, my youngest son's team, they won the uh, 12U Conference Championship on Saturday. Uh, it was a big day, uh, and we were really excited for them and so excited to see the joy that they had uh, doing it and beating a team that we don't love. So uh, so that was fun also, uh, a good time there. So shout out to them, the Richmond Guardians uh, program, and uh, looking forward to wrapping up the basketball season here. We've got a couple games left, and, uh, and we'll be wrapped up for the, for the year. But uh, that being said, uh, thanks for tuning in to tonight's program. Uh, great guests, so thanks to them, um, Altea uh, and Maddie and Josiah. Thanks to Isaac 
and Alex for helping us get those uh, interviews lined up and ready to go. Thanks to Ryan, as always, for being here and to everyone who tuned in. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove. <laughs>